Welcome back to Spinal Tap Minute. We're on episode 22 of the podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and none more black eyes the movie This Is Spinal Tap One Magnificent Minute at a Time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. And I'm Sean German of Five Minutes of Mime.com. And with us once again today, our special guest from the Nerd Geek Dork podcast. Now on our podcast, it's artist Andy Runton. Welcome, Andy. How are you? Doing Man. good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm happy to be here. Thank you guys so much. So happy to have you back for Minute 22, episode number 22 of Spinal Tap Minute. I've never said the word minute so many times <laughs> as I do now. <laughs> Yes, and now for, uh, so yeah, minute 22 of the movie This Is Spinal Tap begins with uh, Nigel doing a guitar solo in a horizontal position. It ends with Nigel showing his guitar collection to Marty, and in between we get a, uh, a performance that goes mostly well on stage, and we get a, we get a little bit of an education in, uh, in guitars from the artist, the professional Nigel. So this is interesting for a performance and for a movie that the we've got about 40 seconds, 45 seconds. This song, Hellhole, ends with Nigel's big solo and just no lyrics, nothing else really going on. The band's supporting them, supporting him with rhythm. And uh, yeah, it's it's Nigel doing solo and uh, going solo. He can't get back up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, road never... is pretty quick, pretty quick on the draw there. Yeah, we never really find out more about the roadies, but it's it's neat to um see them save the day more often than not, you know. Yeah, so it's yeah. uh, it's I do notice the guy he he as he runs out on stage, he puts a can down on the the drum riser. I'm going to assume it's his beer. I'm assuming he's just backstage having a beer thinking, "Oh, my work is done. I've set up the lights. We're done until it's time to pack up." And all of a sudden, whoops, I, oh, I got to work. <laughs> the boss is calling. He's got to put his beer down. Yeah, it's that yeah. little nudge by Nigel with his chin like, hey. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. This isn't part of the act. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we actually, in the previous minute, we get a little glimpse of him back there enjoying his, his beer. So now yeah. he's oh, I gotcha. Johnny yeah. on the spot all those, here. All those little details, you know? I mean, it's... Uh... I don't know, but yeah, I mean, Nigel takes it just, he takes it one step too far and just goes all the <laughs> yeah. way back, you know, and, uh, but that's his commitment to his craft, you know, that's his, I guess. Well, yeah, and he keeps, like, you know, could have, if he just stopped playing, he could get up, but the, the show right. must go on. He's going to keep playing until, uh, either the song ends or, or someone comes out and the, uh, the, the roadie, whoever the stagehand has quite a bit of trouble. He's, he's spinning him around at one point and, <laughs> Yeah, it's really a collaborative, you know, solo at that point. <laughs> yeah. And the the guy, the the roadie kind of he reminds me of, you know, I've seen this guy, he was a caddy in Caddyshack. Oh yeah. Just with the t-shirt and like the trucker hat. Like wasn't that that was like the standard the the standard uniform that all the caddies were wearing. Something like he just came off the golf course and now he's he's caddying rock stars. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to know if it's their uh, their personal atten- uh, uh, assistance <laughs> or you know, I don't, it's, it's very strange. <laughs> <laughs> it's an unusual yeah. situation. You don't imagine that 
that they need to perform this type of service very often. Well, they're going to need to weld too, right? They got to use a cutting torch at one point. They got to use, right. <laughs> you know, they're going to be called in to do all kinds of stuff. So yeah. I don't know if I don't know if any of the I don't think any of the deleted scenes have any of the roadies, but um, that would be an interesting thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. you see a scene like just some backstage talk of them. You know, what do they think of of this job? Yeah, yeah, because I I recently just saw the movie Pop Star. Have you seen that with Andy Samberg? And it's oh, a, yeah, it's a it's a Spinal Tap kind of <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of a little bit more modern, but uh, but they have but some of the roadies play a big part in that, and so it's funny to to think about how this could go. But you know, it it's all that's you know maybe there's Spinal Tap roadie fan fiction out there somebody's written. <laughs> I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd read that. So, uh, so yeah, if you're listening, you know, out there, if anyone in our audience is, you know, if you've you've held on to the, your Spinal Tap Roadie fan fiction for 30 years, and you know, now's your chance to shine. You know, send us an email or post it on our Facebook group and share it with the world. <laughs> well, it's it's funny. I I think I don't think this is an intentional connection. But it's funny. So when the roadie is trying to pick up Nigel, he ends up just spinning him around in in a circle for a little bit. And there's a reference in in the shooting outline. There's a reference from an earlier performance that the band does something and they compare it to the June Taylor dancers. <laughs> and I don't I don't expect anyone to know who the June Taylor dancers are, so I'll explain. I had to look it up myself. Uh, this these were dancers that were on the uh, Jackie Gleason show, and they also went on Ed Sullivan. But the thing they were known for is they would do on stage sort of those synchronized swimming routines, right? And what they would do is they would lay down on the stage and they'd make geometrical patterns with their legs and stuff as if they were synchronized swimmers. And there'd be a mirror, kind of an angled mirror. So people in the audience could see that what they were doing laying down on stage. So that's kind of, I don't know if there's a mirror. I don't know if the audience can see that, but if there was, if there was some way for the audience to see that, Nigel's doing sort of a little bit of a water ballet, spinning around in circles on his back. Yeah, and he has the makeup for it. (laughs) (laughs) He's ready to go in the pool. But yeah, yeah. um, uh, That's the thing about this movie that's still, it it seems so ad-libbed, but it's not. You know, there's so much uh, preparation that goes into it. And I guess they allow for a little bit of improvisation in there, but... Overall, it's it, and it just holds together so, you know. I don't know. It, it's seamless the way it all just works and the way that they are able to make it feel so off the cuff, you know, mm-hmm. and and real. It feels real. That's uh, a, you know, I touched on that before. I mean, I didn't. <laughs> again, I I came into this movie cold, you know, so it was a slow dawning on me of what this movie was because. Yeah. It didn't seem so crazy with all of the crazy bands in the late 80s and early 90s. And when I was watching this movie and I was like, what is going on? And uh, nobody had ever, I had never heard of it ever. And so I was just, it was in one, and my brother was, a, this will come up later, my brother is a guitarist. Mm. And so like it was in like his tapes of movies that he had. And I was like, Spinal Tap, what is that? You know, because I watched Pink Floyd, The Wall, and I was like, Spinal Tap, okay, I'll check that out, you know, and it was like, 
this is a very different kind of movie. You know? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that that's so that's great. Just imagining watching it sort of unfold and wondering where it seemed. Do you remember? Was there a time in the movie, or was it after? words that you sort of discovered that it what it really was no so it started so it it unfolds and uh i guess this week we will get into yeah recognizable people that i knew because i had watched Um, laverne and shirley and so i remembered uh david saint hubbins you know i had remembered um michael mckean you know like i had seen that face before but i was like Mm -hmm. that guy looks a lot like that guy right but i didn't really put it together but I was a huge WKRP in Cincinnati fan. So later on, it was like, oh, oh, these are actors. Oh, my God. You know, but, so, but at this point, that hadn't happened. And so I was kind of like, what's, what's going on here? This is, uh, it was walking that line, you know? So yeah. kind of special that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think with, I mean, this has come up over and over again. But uh, with Michael McKean, he looks so natural. That you right. could easily go, oh, he looks like this other guy that was, you know, in Lenny and the Squig Tones. But yeah, he looks kind of like that guy. He looks yeah. kind of like, you know, like I was buying the English accents. I was, you know, I mean, yeah. I, was, I just totally was, you know, I mean, totally. so I don't, it's hard to admit that, but it's like, <laughs> no, I wasn't completely sold on whether this was real or not until I started seeing some people, you know, so. <laughs> well, they, they, yeah, they film it a very realistic way. So you, you mentioned... Or pop star, yeah, pop and star. then uh, another one that, that we've mentioned before is was a um, rock hard, walk hard, or yeah. oh, walk, walk hard. hard that <laughs> are kind of that's hard to watch. <laughs> you know, they're you know they're made they're made like a movie, and right. it's obvious you know even if there's elements sort of a, of a documentary style, they're obviously movies where this is it's natural lighting, it's handheld or shoulder mounted cameras, everything's kind of wobbly and natural that they sell the. The documentary aspect. Yeah, people feel awkward, you know, like there's, it's not like they're reciting lines. It feels like they're talking over each other. There's conversations, you know, and quick zooms and, you know, some, like the whole scene with, uh, that you've already seen with uh, Sir Dennis and the, you know, on the phone and all that stuff where they're, you know, with the, with the album cover. I mean, that's like, you're like, oh my God, what is going on here? You know, (laughs) it it feels so real, you know, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just getting back to this minute here too. I lo- I love um, that Nigel when he gets you know when he's hoisted mm-hmm. back yes, up his triumphant he, face. Oh, his tri- the faces. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Yay! I did it. And then just in time, which kind of that sort of plays on in some of their other <laughs> stage things yeah. too. He gets up there just in time for that last riff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think I'm just here... imagining imagining Derek when he does the you know, he gets out of the pod. It's that, like you said, it's that same thing. It's just in time. <laughs> it's like right in time they just made it, you know. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he still performs, you know, <laughs> right. Thro- right. He's a, con- he's a professional. And, yeah. He's a professional as as he's discussed. Yeah. And we do get um we get a few shots of the audience and they're uh they're having fun. They're reacting to Nigel. There's guys they're like they're re- you know, there's there's women that are kind of reaching towards the stage trying to touch the band. There's guys pumping their fists and throwing up the horns. So uh yeah, the crowd's definitely getting into it. 
Yeah, and then we get a couple of more maybe naturalistically styled crotch shots. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and so that we, we yeah we talked about Derek a little bit last minute, and then we get it goes we get a close up way too close for for my comfort <laughs> on, on Derek, and then it pans to uh, to Nigel and David. So just as a contrast in spandex, we'll say. Yeah. <laughs> It's, yeah, uh, it's, the, the thing was is that like um, you know I've mentioned my uh, one of my favorite bands is Rush, and so that spandex it's you know as crazy as it seems, some of their album pictures of the of the band not <laughs> that far off, not that far off. In fact, in fact, there's one in particular that it's it, like you said too close for your comfort level, and that is um, uh, that's what happened to me. Uh, so if you look at, um, I believe it's Fly By Night by Rush. If you mm-hmm. look at that band, mm-hmm. you can you can tell, you know, uh, you can see a little bit too much shape of of uh, guitarist Alex Lifeson's, uh, you know, accompaniment, as it were. You know, so it's it's oh, there. Oh, is that and on, like the like, back <laughs> of the album? Yeah, the oh, back okay. album, the back of the album. Oh my gosh! And it's just like, but it's it's kind of like really tight white satin pants you know and so it's that same thing it's like okay it's this is the world this is that world it's not (laughs) that crazy and so that's where i was like this is a little odd but it's not it's not over the top enough yet to know what's going on but uh (laughs) but yeah uncomfortable is the word (laughs) (laughs) yeah that actually reminds me of um my dad is a photographer, and he and a partner of his had their own photography studio up in Grass Valley, California. And Motley Crue, their Too Fast for Love, the album cover that's a, quite an iconic album cover with the leather pants and the lots of belts and the leather glove and... Um, mm-hmm. That was actually shot by my dad's business partner. He, oh, wow, he did wow. that up in Grass Valley. And cool. yeah, and I remember going into, I didn't save them, which I should have because I wasn't really a fan, but I did see a bunch of, um, what do you call them, little outtakes and things, you know, on the cutting, like literally on the cutting room floor in there. Oh, wow. Like, like yeah, like negatives and everything like that, right? So, like, exactly. Yeah. And then I do recall that while they were up there, I was, um, went to see a movie with some friends and we were at McDonald's afterwards getting a couple burgers and Motley Crue came in and got some hamburgers. Oh <laughs> so that was very exciting to watch wow. them all come in and, you know, order their happy meals and be on their way. <laughs> what a snapshot of time. Yeah. That's so cool though. You know? Yeah, so, you know, you just Google album cover crotch, and that's the one that pops <laughs> up right there. That and the, you know, uh, Rolling Stone sticky fingers, which mm. I remember my dad having that. And I remember definitely as a kid being quite fascinated with very gingerly <laughs> zip, unzipping that zipper on the cover and seeing those tidy whities below. <laughs> <laughs> such a such an interesting uh and a play i remember there's a couple of sticks albums that are like that too where you look at the band and you're like really <laughs> what are you wearing but it's that very very much like david with that like you said the blousey poet yes. look you know <laughs> <So> yes <it's... laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I just I, I made the mistake of um, I actually Googled album covers crotch. <laughs> oh yeah, no, don't do that. Uh, it's too late. And there's there's a Leaf Garrett oh, album yes. cover that the the shirt. It's very David. It's um, it's kind of silk. He's got it unbuttoned down to his navel with the big '70s collar and just the way too tight pants oh my gosh <laughs> i still think they should do like it's past its time but like a behind the music like a fake one of spinal tap you know oh, i think yeah. they could have really done some funny stuff with that because the you know like the leaf garrett one and some of those other ones were so i was obsessed with those things mm-hmm. and so i just i think it would be funny to 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 kind of parody a lot of that stuff with spinal tap but um yeah, it's weird. I don't want to go too much far down this hole, but just looking at a there's a photo. We are, we're still my, on crotches here. <laughs> you know, I, I, like on a like a ti- tiger beat, you know, or teen beat oh, spread, yeah. and it's like this guy's a teenager, and there's this picture, and it's really from crotch up. You know, it's it's not appropriate, guys. <laughs> That's the last I have to say. <laughs> it was a different. It was a different time. It was yes. a different time. Yes, different Certainly. sensibilities. <laughs> um. So so Andy, as uh as a graphic artist, I'm sure you you know you travel around and do cons and and shows. You don't quite tour the same way Spinal Tap does, but no, uh, any so. anything interesting happen on the road or or interesting signings when you're uh you know, dealing with your, uh, your adoring public? Nothing that's that bad. A lot of it is, luckily, the fans of my work are <laughs> nice and kind and everything like that. And so I don't really get too many groupy kind of things or anything like that, you know. And um, mm-hmm. But it is, it, it's one of those things of, to see back behind stage. It's very Spinal Tap, just all of it. Um, <laughs> just, just... Um, I'm trying to think about some of the stuff that that happens. I mean, it it's so it's such a performance. Uh, most of it, you know, people don't see you. I mean, that the thing about the about comics is people don't really even know what you look like, you know. So when you do signings and things like that, it's a it's a big reveal, you know. And I think that's one thing about um, performers is that they're out there. Their image is part of everything they do. Mm-hmm. But um, right. but there's less of a mystery there. And so a lot of times when you finally see somebody that does something, you're like, oh, my God, that guy does that? It's like, oh, that, that girl does that work? It's so – that's not what I expected, you know? Or she's so nice and her work is so <laughs> violent or or vice versa, you know? Like this person is a real jerk and they're really nice. Their their work is really nice. So, But no, most of the time it's wonderful. Um, well, you're, you're nice yeah, no, and your work is nice. So that's – you know, well, well, that's it's a, it's a rare it's a rare thing. It's a rare but combination. No, it's, a, it's a rare combination. No, it's it's, it's fun. I, I think that uh, the thing that does happen a lot of the time, though, is you do get the you know the limo issues and or you know like the ride, like I you know, like I got a cab from the airport and I got a call from the limo people. They're like, "We're waiting here for you," and I was like, "Oh, I didn't know. I'd never had a limo before." And it was a special convention. Oh. I was like, "I had no idea there was a limo waiting for me." I just totally passed right by that. It's not a, it's not yeah. a spinal pap moment. But wow. uh, so, did you have the cab turn around like take me back to the airport? There's a limo no. Here. It was already too late. It was like, a, well, <laughs> what are you doing? Just missed my chance to drive in a limo just because oh. of, you, you're just not used to that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Um, no, it's okay. The limo is kind of 
It's one of those things. A limo is just a big car, and there's yeah. hardly a, usually not seatbelts, and the seats are all sideways and stuff. So it's like what? It's very bizarre. It's a very bizarre <laughs> thing. But every time I get in a limo, I always want to roll the window. Up. <laughs> oh man! I have to bring my copy of Yes I Can with me. Yes. And, uh, just have that ready to go for prop humor, and nobody would get it, but. No, it's funny. <laughs> you roll it up and then you roll it down and be like, Do you, it was a joke. I wasn't being rude. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've the movie. You have it. Okay. I'm sorry. I'll give you a big tip, you know? Yeah. I, I wonder if it's a big, if, if Spinal Tap is big amongst the, the limo driver community. <laughs> I think so. I know that from, I, I remember seeing. Uh, like when the uh, when they did that, like the twentieth anniversary of Spinal Tap, there were a lot of bands that they interviewed, and they were like, "That's us," you know. Like the yeah. a few of the bands were con con you know convinced that it was it was them and everything like that. And but um, yeah, in the in the limo <laughs> driving community, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah. There's another call to our listeners. If you're a limo driver <laughs> a limo out driver. there. And <laughs> Let us know if you've had any Spinal Tap moments. We'd love to hear about it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's a little bit, it's kind of like Animal House is like that, in that I know a lot of people that I've spoken to going to a lot of different colleges and universities are all like, oh, my school, we're crazy party school. We were the basis for Animal, oh, House. Animal House. I got you. Which I think it's didn't, the, those, most of those guys went to Dartmouth. Kenny and the 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 lampoon guys. So mm. most of the, most of the people that say that are wrong. But yeah, the same thing that we found with you know bands. A lot of bands said uh, they thought it was true. They didn't think it was funny. I think was it. I think it was Judas Priest or Iron Maiden. One of those guys. One of those British metal bands that take themselves way too serious. Were going to sue. They thought that someone had been spying on their tour and had stolen all their stories and they were going to suit because they, they were positive it was based on them. That's funny. Yeah, it's funny. And uh, so I think we're, we're kind of getting towards the end of uh, discussing this performance. Uh, so I just want to cap it off. And it's one of those things that I didn't notice till I'm watching the movie one minute at a time. At the very end, there's someone in the crowd yelling, do Stonehenge. Yeah, I heard that. Oh, I heard that. Do Stonehenge. I do heard Sto that. Yeah, I just I thought it was, that. oh, they're just screaming and yelling or whatever. But then just kind of out of the din above all the applause, do Stonehenge. That's awesome. So both of you guys have heard that. I've never heard that before. Yeah. I just recently, re when I rewatched it, I don't know if it was because I'm wearing headphones now or whatever. Or maybe the mix is different on that uh, but i definitely it was very clear do stone edge right at the very end <laughs> yeah. of that right before they cut and it's, it's it's another one of those things it's it's one voice yeah. it's one one fan one fan yeah but then it it's at the very very end and then it cuts and then it's it's marty and nigel and the guitar collection yeah, yeah. so it isn't even like it's in it's not even amidst the scene of the crowd reacting to the band. Mm, it's yeah. like the very, very end. And I, you know, I kind of wonder if it's because it happens so often if they do that on purpose, that so many of these jokes, so many of these hits come just like at the very end of the measure, the very end before they cut to something else. Like almost like, almost like they don't want the audience to get the joke. Hmm. You have to see it a lot <laughs> of times to get the joke or, you know, it's just that just talks to, 
Yeah, just the number of layers that are in this, yeah. you know, from from them as as comedians. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that is the thing where it's like, you know, it would be really funny if somebody at the end did this. And it was like, <laughs> that's not an easy thing to do. I mean, this takes effort to put this in there, you know? Yeah. So it's like, and they take that extra step to do it. And it's like, that's why <laughs> we're still talking about this movie all this time later, you know? So Yeah. Well, that's great. I'm glad that's a new new one for me. So yeah, no, it's there. It's funny. Cool. Shall we transition into the cavalcade of the guitars? Guitars. <laughs> yeah. So then we get yeah we get about 15 seconds and uh, and then it rolls into the next minute of Nigel showing off really a wonderful guitar collection and these are from all these guitars are on loan from uh, Norman's Rare Guitars. You, uh, if you remember the scene where Marty is talking to David and Nigel in a in H Salt's fish and chip shop where Nigel's wearing a Norman's guitar shirt. Oh, um, I gotcha. I Norman's gotcha. still around and that's where all these guitars and if you're I um I'm not a you know I'm not like a Heidi or some of the other guests. I'm not a professional musician, but a, a musician um but I, I have played guitar. I did play for uh, for a number of years in my youth and this is just I mean, that room is a wonderland. Anyone who's ever picked up a guitar could, uh, you know, could spend a life in that room. There's so much going. There's just yeah, so much going on. And one thing I, I, I got a lot about about the '59 Les Paul that I think I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll say for next minute. But one thing I'll say is Nigel's smoking. Yeah, he's smoking around this these classic guitars. I mean, some of them are just nice, and some of them are just expensive. But particularly that first one he picks up, hmm. the, the, the '59 Gibson Les Paul. You you don't smoke when you handle that that instrument, and maybe that's a difference between the '80s and now, and you know our consciousness of the environment and stuff like that. But that's just you know it's going to ruin the finish. The ivory's going to yellow. The you know the the fretboard and everything just no, it's no good. It's just this. It was just the time. I mean, I still remember. Oh my gosh. So my brother, like I said, my brother is a guitarist. And so he played in a lot of bands. I went to a lot of music stores because I was just hung out with him a lot, you know? And so we were constantly going to music stores. And so, you know, he's looking at guitars. I'm five years younger than him. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm getting into trouble. You know, I'm like, I'm like the, the guitar guy's worst nightmare, little kid (laughs) running around the store playing with, (laughs) playing with the keyboards and, and the helicopter sounds of the keyboards and synthesizers <laughs> in the 80s. But the, the ceiling was yellow. The ceiling yeah. was mm. yellow because everybody yeah. smoked. It was just, we would always smell like smoke when we left those places. And, you know, at uh, when he would play, that w- it was even worse at bars and Oof, everything yeah. else. I mean, oh, it yeah. was just everywhere. There was no escaping it. So, I mean, it's, it is odd to see it, especially you're like, because it's so out of place now. But yeah. uh, back then, it was normal, you know? So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I mean, it's especially, I mean, it's part of the very iconic look of being a guitarist and playing on stage and having that guitar, that cigarette always going. And yeah, like Eddie Van Halen, right? He had it like right there in his, yeah, like sticking right it the in strings. the strings and using yeah, the, yeah, the headpiece as kind of a cigarette holder while you play. And yeah, it's kind of messed up, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember performing, uh, singing in clubs where their smoking was still prevalent, and it was just horrible on the voice, too. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just standing there, and the smoke is just billowing in your face. And I remember 
we had a backup singer in one of my bands and she was taking a break because she wasn't going to sing on the next couple songs. So she, you know, sang a few songs, got off stage, went and got a beer, came back, stood right in front, lit a cigarette and was just like blowing smoke <laughs> right in my face. While I was oh man. Ah, she didn't last too, too long after it helps that. Relax. It helps her relax. What do you, yeah. what do you do? You know? <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm glad you know a little bit about guitars, Sean, because I really don't. I mean, these all look cool, but um, yeah. I'm I, I sing. I don't play uh, any other instruments, but the vocal instrument. Well, there is an obsession with technology. With you know, it's you see it a lot in art. People are always asking, you know, like, what kind of pens you use, what kind of drawing stuff you use. It's a, mm -hmm. and it's something that I definitely understood by you know just. My brother and his friends, it was always about the gear, you know, yeah. what are you playing? What are you doing? And you couldn't have one guitar, you know, I mean, you had to have what <laughs> Nigel has here. And uh, again, with the solos are my trademark or whatever, separate guitars for every song. I mean, really, is that necessary? I don't know. You know, like, do you, does the audience really see the difference? I don't know, yeah, you know, so... Yeah. yeah, that reminds me of uh, a, an early concert I went to was uh, Steve Winwood, and but the uh, and he was great. But the opening act was Some Forty One, Some Forty Two. Oh, I think it was Some Forty One. Yeah. And the uh, the lead guitarist, I was kind of off to the side, and the lead guitarist was on my side of the stage, and he had the probably the the best way i could explain it was sort of a miniature version of the jump to conclusions mat in front of him <laughs> he had this matrix in front of him with all the different what switches and controls and effects pedals and whatnot <laughs> and right. i swear half the concert he's he's standing on one foot and it's you know he's almost like playing one of those big church organs where where they, there's foot pedals He's, he's, he's hitting the pedals, he's changing the effects, he's doing all the stuff with his feet. And it all, I like, I could not hear the difference. It all sounded the same. Was he playing bass? You know, sometimes they play bass with the pedals and stuff like that. Maybe they were, I don't, maybe it was, I don't think so. It didn't look like, cause it wasn't like a keyboard. Oh, I got yeah, you. I, got it, you. I think I, it looked to me, it, it looked like it was just a layout of effects pedals. Hmm. Maybe it was because he's just he's hitting all these pedals, he's doing all this stuff with his feet, but the sound of the guitar wasn't changing. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but to, yeah, but maybe it was. Well, a, yeah, maybe it was. Yeah, but playing you don't have the ear. You don't have the artist's yeah. ear that he I don't, has. Yeah, I don't have <laughs> the ear. You didn't uh, have the, the ear of yeah. the to hear. And maybe it was the, the acoustics genius. of the uh, the acoustics of the college gym where the show is. Maybe. <laughs> That's right. Well, yeah, I mean, I I grew up on Cheap Trick, and so you know. They mm -hmm. notoriously um, had tons of guitars, you know, Rick has tons of guitars. And yeah. so, and it's almost like a joke, actually. And he plays it up and it's fun. But, but like this scene with Nigel, it's just like, it was not that far out of the ordinary for me. It was just, you know, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, yeah, the sustain, the sustain. Well, yeah, I, I, you know, the sustain on this. If I, you know, if I had the money. <laughs> I'd have a room full of guitars just like that. If you could, if if you had the option, anyone who's ever played a guitar would gladly. <laughs> if if the if you had the access, if you had the means, why not? You know, he doesn't even you know play them all. He he cherishes them. Yes. <laughs> don't even 
Don't even look at that one. Well, speaking of don't even... So, yeah, so this is just... We're just touching on it here a little bit. We've got the flame on, on that one. And then... Look at the flame. And then we're... Um, you know, on to the next minute. So uh, where we get to, to to hear and see a lot more stuff in this room. So should we wrap up this minute, guys? Sounds good. Yeah, I think we should. Cool. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks for listening in on another episode of Spinal Tap Minute. We hope you enjoyed episode 22. And um, yeah, find us on all of our socials at Spinal Tap Minute. And um, if you want to email us, that's at SpinalTapMinute at gmail.com. If you have any um, Spinal Tap related stories, uh, we'd love to hear from you. And um, if they're short, funny, or interesting, or some combination of those, we'll be happy to talk about them here um, on the podcast. Yeah, and you can also uh, swing by, join the conversation on our Facebook group, the uh, Spinal Tap Minute Groupies Lounge. And if you happen to be the lead guitarist for Sum 41, uh, <laughs> drop us a line. Let us know how you're doing. <laughs> and uh, so, so Andy, if folks want to know uh, when you'll be uh, showing up at Dragon Con or anything of that sort, where can, uh, where can folks find out about you and your schedule? They can uh, find out everything about me at my website. It's uh, andyrunton.com. And they can also follow me on Instagram, just Owly, O-W-L-Y. Excellent. Cool. Yeah, and I suggest, uh, you know, they do that. They should check you out. It's good stuff. Especially the lead guitarist for Sum 41. I want to know how his, <laughs> I know how his pedals are doing. I want to know how he's doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, so, uh, Andy, can you can you come on back and, and join us again tomorrow? I will be here. All right. We'll, 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 we'll talk some more guitar talk then. And uh, all you folks out there in podcast land, you... Uh, you swing by as well. Uh, and until next time, and so say all of us, tap, tap into, into America. 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 <laughs>